Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go Ye There podcast. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we are overjoyed to have you joining with us today. A man once said, the bad news is that time flies. The good news is that you're the pilot. Let's head into the open. Moses says in Psalms 90:12, "So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom." We all get 168 hours in a week. It's one of the few things in life that we all have the exact same amount of. But how we use those hours can vary drastically from person to person. The Bible tells us that our life is a vapor. We can manage time, waste time, save time, lose time, use time, but once it's spent, it's never coming back. I find it interesting, but not surprising, that we've had so many requests for this topic. As missionaries, most times there's no time clock to punch, no office to go to, no boss to yell at you for not getting your work done. This can be a great environment for some and a destructive environment for others. Peter Drucker, a famous management consultant, said, Until you can manage your time, you can manage nothing else. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Christian author Ken Willard, who's written two books on time management about some ideas on how to properly manage our time. Let's get started. Ken Willard is the president of Leadership for Transformation, a Christian coaching organization whose goal is to equip God's people to expand God's kingdom. As well as being a professional Christian leadership coach, Ken is also a conference speaker and author. Among others, he's written two books dealing with our topic today, Time Management for Peak Performance, as well as Time Management for Christian Leaders, released in 2017. Ken, it is great to have you joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Ken, let me start off by asking you, since missionaries don't live on the clock or have somebody looking over their shoulder managing them, it can be difficult to know how to manage our time. Where does someone start in the area of time management? That's a great question. It's interesting how in today's world, more and more individuals live and operate and work like what you're describing. In fact, the days of of a manager kind of looking over your shoulder may be disappearing from every every type of job. Uh, So it really is becoming challenging for for missionaries, for leaders of all types to, to manage their time. I think that it's great to reflect on our on our own time management and think about where are the points of pain. Uh, One of the things I often do with my coaching clients is I will ask them to keep track of their time for at least two weeks and just keep a log of where they're spending their time, what their day looks like, so that they can go back and look and see, you know, where are those opportunities I might be able to improve the way I manage my time. So I think self-reflection is a great place to start. I think that a lot of people would say to you, you know, Ken, there's a lot of things that I have 
plan to do in a day. Maybe I sit down and I write out a task list of things that I need to get done. But a lot of times emergencies come up and I can never stick to my plan. How do I handle the emergencies that in ministry can really run our lives? An interesting question that has come up quite a bit <laughs> working with working with pastors and Christian leaders of all types. There are different ways to approach this when you're planning out your day to plan for the unexpected. So in other words, if you're going to work, and I know nobody really works nine to five, but let's just say you're going to work nine to five. If you plan out every 15 minutes of that day, then you're setting yourself up to be behind. That's kind of part A. Uh, part B is developing the habit and the discipline so that when something does come up, we're able to get back to our plan. You know, for a lot of missionaries, it's difficult to learn how to balance ministry with our families. How do you go about trying to find a proper balance to do both things well? That's another area that has changed so much over the years. The lines have definitely blurred. The, the challenge becomes understanding the tension. There's probably no such thing as a perfect balance. And I think sometimes we artificially create balance because we're trying to find this perfect balance between home and, and work. And I think what we have to do is we have to realize, how can I be fully engaged in one thing and then learn to escape. If you read through the Gospels, you see Jesus was fully engaged. He was 100% engaged with people. Uh, he was teaching. He was preaching. And then almost every time afterwards, you read that he escaped. He went away, and he, was, he went to a quiet place. And I think that's the model for us to look at with balancing ministry and family. How do I engage and really be present where I am, and then learn to escape and turn it off and step away. I wish there was an easy answer. I wish there was a magic you know, wand we could wave to make that happen. But I think it's a matter of, of learning to manage our time. Ken, in the world that we live in today of ultra-connectivity, our cell phones are always on. Our emails are on our uh -huh. cell phones. We're on Facebook. Someone can send us a message at any time, day or night. I need this. I need you to do this. And, and of course, you want to be available because you're in ministry. It's a part of what you do. So how do you figure out the difference between being available versus being disconnected? A lot of that is boundaries establishing those boundaries with people and yourself and understanding if it's if it's just normal work if it's just normal communication then it's okay to to pause that for a while i'm i'm going to step away i'm i'm not working right now we're not talking about an emergency a life or death type situation but we're just talking about normal work activities and I think it's good to have at least a conversation. Think about it like a covenant. What are the agreements? When, when am I on duty and when am I not? When, when am I going to respond immediately? And when is it okay for us to wait till the next day or two days? 
And, and I think too often we're just not even having those conversations. The assumption becomes I'm on duty all the time, and that's just that's dangerous for all of us. Sometimes you find that there's people who seem to be really, really organized. You know, they've they've got their messages planned out, what they're going to preach next September. They've already got it planned out. They've got a whole year's calendar planned out. They know what they're going to be doing at any particular time. And then there's others that seem to just take things as they come because they're better at working on the fly. And depending on who you talk to, either one will tell you that their way works better for them. What is the proper way to look at organization and planning for the future? You know, that's great. I I think that in the ministry world, it's a little of both. There's certainly value in looking further out. When I think about planning out a message series or planning out for what I'm going to preach in six months, that allows time to really pray and discern so I can plan, and it's not it's not in a rush. There's often a, t- a sense of almost adrenaline working at the last minute, and that can be addictive. A lot of the times, students in a school, they're studying for an exam tomorrow. They're staying up all night, and they're cramming for that exam. It, it releases that endorphin. It's almost like a high, and, you know, there's excitement, there's adrenaline. But I think most of us, if we're honest, would also say, you know, if I, were, if I was to study a little bit at a time each week, I'd really be, be more prepared. I'd be better prepared. And I think the same is true in ministry. Uh, it's good to be organized. It's good to plan out. It may not be a whole year, but at least starting with a week, a month, maybe a quarter, and then working into the details. Let me just ask you two more questions that were of particular interest from our listeners. Is it possible to work to instill good time management habits with our kids, or is that really just something that they have to figure out on their own later in life? Research shows that a lot of what children learn is through observation, and they're They're always watching, and especially parents or any adult leader, when they see us being good stewards of our time and understanding the value of planning and being organized, those things translate into their world, and I think they start to see that. Sometimes it's as simple as a parent who's always on time versus a parent who's always late. A child notices that. I'm willing to bet that when that child grows up, they too will always be on time. And unfortunately, the opposite is probably true too. Uh, So I think there are lots of time management habits that we can at least indirectly begin to influence our children. You know, Ken, let me just ask you one more question before we finish up. How about for missionary wives? I think in a lot of ways, wives and mothers They have the ministry aspect, but the household aspect as well. And they can be among the busiest of missionaries with all the things they have going on. Do the same thoughts apply for a wife and a mother? You know, I would say yes. I think that the roles are different. The the activities, the tasks, you know, however you want to look at it are different. But I think the principles of, of prioritizing our day being good stewards of time uh, translates beyond gender or wherever. I think that uh, I think that 
It's a matter of how do we translate the principles and apply them to our own lives. Ken, just before you go, you've written two books around time management. Can you take a little bit of time just to tell us about the things that you have there for us and where we can get a hold of them? The main book is the one you mentioned before, Time Management for the Christian Leader, and you can find it on Amazon. The book has been very helpful with with pastors and laity leaders so that they can help work through the concepts of mission, vision, and especially setting goals for their ministry. It applies both to individuals and to organizations such as churches or uh, other, other types of organizations. Do you have an email address or a way that people can get a hold of you if they have any questions or want to get in contact with you? Of course. You can reach me through my website, which is the letter L, the number four, the letter T, dot org. Or you can email me, and it's Ken, K-E-N, at L4T dot org. Ken, terrific information. Thank you so much for taking the time to share it with us today. I know that it's going to be a blessing and help us to at least get started in this area of time management and try to do more for the cause of Christ. Thank you, Leland. Before we end today's show, let me just add a few thoughts on this topic as it's a passion of mine. First off, if you struggle with time management, you're not alone. It takes more than just a decision to make a task list or to work harder. Let me recommend a few things. First of all, make this a matter of much prayer. You can't do it without God. Second of all, let me recommend sitting down and thinking about where you really want to be in your life, in your marriage, with your family, and in your ministry a few years down the road. One of my favorite passages in any book is in the book Alice in Wonderland. Alice comes to a fork in the road and meets the Cheshire cat sitting in a tree. Alice says, would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So long as I get somewhere, Alice added as an explanation. Oh, you're sure to do that, said the cat, if you only walk long enough. You know, it's just a silly children's story. But in the same way, we stay stuck in the same rut that we've always been in, doing a lot but never really accomplishing anything. And if you don't know what you want to achieve, then what difference does it make if you waste an hour or waste a day or waste a week? Once you've decided what's important to you and where you want to be, prioritizing time to get there will be a lot easier. Don't forget to visit our website at www.goyethere.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at GoYeThere. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about college for missionary kids. We're going to be talking with Norm Johnston from Ambassador Baptist College about MKs adjusting to college. We're also going to be hearing from two college-age MKs about their experience. We hope that you'll join us. 